You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you are challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series on the book of Proverbs, now looking at Proverbs chapter 12. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. Hello, welcome back. We're in chapter 12. I'm going to uh, change the order. I'm going to read first from the English Standard and at the end from the NIV. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates reproof is stupid. A good man obtains favor from the Lord, but a man of evil devices he condemns. No one is established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous will never be moved. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who brings shame is like rottenness in his bones. The thoughts of the righteous are just. The counsels of the wicked are deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright delivers them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous will stand. A man is commended according to his good sense, but one of twisted mind is despised. Better to be lowly and have a servant than to play the great man and lack bread. Whoever is righteous has regard for the life of his beast but the mercy of the wicked is cruel. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. Whoever is wicked covets the spoil of evildoers, but the root of the righteous bears fruit. An evil man is ensnared by the transgression of his lips, but the righteous escapes from trouble. From the fruit of his mouth, a man is satisfied with good, and the work of a man's hand comes back to him. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is for but a moment. Deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace have joy. No ill befalls the righteous, but the wicked are filled with trouble. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. A prudent man conceals knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaims folly. The hand of the diligent will rule, while the slothful will be put to forced labor. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. But a good word makes him glad. One who is righteous is a guide to his neighbor. But the way of the wicked leads them astray. Whoever is slothful will not roast his game, but the diligent man will get precious wealth. The path of righteousness is life, and in its pathway there is no death. Uh, This is a great chapter, one of my favorite chapters in all of Proverbs. It's telling me uh, that I need to love knowledge, but I need to also uh, love correction. It's so blunt. If we hate correction, we are stupid. I mean, it is stupid. It's a poor strategy. It's ill-advised to not listen to correction, to reject it, but it actually makes us stupid. We, we, we become less intelligent, in effect, um, when we do it that way. I like uh, verse 4. It talks about the wife of noble character is her husband's crown, That's like the Proverbs 31 woman uh, that we'll come to eventually. 
but it also mentions the opposite, and that's the disgraceful wife. I guess you could put a composite picture of the disgraceful wife. She's nagging. She's driving you to live on the roof and so forth. Uh, Verse 10, our dogs and cats always like this one because it says the righteous care for the needs of their animals. And, And I think it's a kind of speaking ironically when it says the mercy of the wicked is cruel. The NIV says the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. In other words, they're what they call kindness. You don't want that. And we, so we may say, well, maybe they, the animals don't have a soul. Maybe dogs have souls, but cat don'ts. Or maybe it doesn't matter. They're just going to disintegrate one day. Well, the Bible tells you, uh, with whatever the case is, and Ecclesiastes says, who knows whether the spirit of the animal goes up or down. I mean, I don't know. But we need to take care of them. It shows something about us and our characters. 12.11 is very challenging about the daydreams, the fantasies, uh, people running off and all kinds of projects and pursuits. Instead of just staying focused, one of the big keys to discipline is just consistency. It doesn't mean that one day you're going to be so effective that you'll clear 10% of your year's work No, if you do well in one day, you might clear half a percent of your year's work. But it's the diligent application, the consistent pushing on that really leads to accruing achievement, productivity. And this is something that short-sighted people, as I've experienced it, they don't seem to understand that. If they don't get the reward really quickly, they slack off. And so... Instead of being proud of their achievements and being productive people, they just live in a state of happy-go-lucky, kind of guilt, low self-esteem. Anyway, think about that. All that from 1211. Wow. Okay. Uh, the way of the fool seems right to them. The wise listen to advice. That's 1215. It's like 1512. Now, look, the verse numbers aren't original, but you should remember that 1215 and 1512 are two good verses that go together. Oh, the next one is the one that hits me the hardest. In fact, there are only two more I'm going to comment on. Well, three. Um, in 25, an anxious word weighs, anxiety weighs down the heart. A kind word cheers it up. We have the ability through just a little bit of thoughtfulness, just a few kind words in your workplace or your neighborhood or your home or your, your classroom or the church fellowship. We can cheer people up. You know, it's, it's one thing to be pleasant, but talk about mm, inane things, weather, or, you know, how are you? But if we just go a bit further, we have the ability to really encourage people, uh, have a ministry of encouragement, I suppose. And then the last verse in the chapter, uh, in the way of righteousness, there's life. Along that path is immortality. What a great verse. You know, in the Old Testament, there are the glimmers of immortality. Most people in that part of the world, believed that you went to the underworld, it was dark, it was sad, you were kind of cut off from anything that was good. That was the view among the Canaanites and I think a lot of the Jews. Over in Egypt, they believed that you, uh, you could live forever if you were a pharaoh or a nobleman. And as the centuries went by, more and more Egyptians believed that they might have a happy afterlife. But we don't really see the full picture until we have the New Testament. I'm really going off on a tangent here. Uh, But it comes from the passage, at least. So this is the verse, and this is the challenge for the day. The verse uh, is about showing their annoyance at once. When we're vexed, 
um, we show our annoyance with a prudent overlook and insult. Now, I feel personally very challenged over this. I really do. I deal with a lot of people. And sometimes people are not very efficient. Uh, I'm overlooked or inconvenienced um, or mistreated, occasionally insulted. Or, you know, sometimes I feel insulted. I'm not, I'm not actually insulted. I just took it that way. And the foolish man shows his inconvenience at once. He gets kind of narky. He gets, uh, he makes some comment. You know, he gives someone a tongue lashing. Uh, I wish that wasn't me. I know I've confessed this many times, even publicly, but I just got to keep working on it. Uh, it. It comes out most when I'm talking on the telephone or maybe I'm in a queue waiting my turn. And of course, the line is moving way too slowly. And I'm talking to the employee as though he were the president of the company or as though she is responsible for everything that happens. And instead of empathizing and realizing they're just doing what they've been told to do, I want to make them the, the emblem of the entire corporation and talk to them. I believe I should be as pleasant as the Indian or Filipino who's working in the call center uh, to whom I'm transferred very often. You know what happens? You know, you're, you're getting technical help or you're booking a flight. It could be almost anything. And then you know that you're in the Philippines or India when no matter what you say, people respond kindly. They don't try to put you in your place. They don't make wisecracks. They're just kind no matter what, probably because they know their jobs depend on it. But really, Shouldn't I be at least as pleasant as the Indian or the Filipino? And I talk to people in those two countries a lot. There are other countries, too. And so for me, it, it comes out when I'm inconvenienced because I always got a lot on my plate, a lot of things to do. But the fool shows his annoyance at once. There are many proverbs on this very point. And so every time I'm going through, and right now I've, I've finished going through proverbs almost 90 times, I keep getting reminded, slapped in the face. It's quite sobering. Okay. Okay. I'm going to read this time the NIV before we close in prayer. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. Whoever hates correction is stupid. Good people obtain favor from the Lord, but he condemns those who devise wicked schemes. No one can be established through wickedness, but the righteous cannot be uprooted. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. The plans of the righteous are just, but the advice of the wicked is deceitful. The words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the speech of the upright rescues them. The wicked are overthrown and are no more, but the house of the righteous stands firm. A person is praised according to his prudence, and one with a warped mind is despised. Better to be a nobody and yet have a servant than pretend to be somebody and have no food. The righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. Those who work their land will have abundant food. But those who chase fantasies have no sense. The wicked desire the stronghold of evildoers, but the root of the righteous endures. Evildoers are trapped by their sinful talk, and so the innocent escape trouble. From the fruit of their lips, people are filled with good things, and the work of their hands brings them reward. 
The way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Fools show their annoyance at once, but the prudent overlooks an insult. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil, but those who promote peace have joy. No harm overtakes the righteous, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. The prudent keep their knowledge to themselves, but a fool's heart blurts out folly. Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked leads them astray. The lazy don't roast any game, but the diligent feed on the riches of the hunt. And in the way of righteousness there is life. Along that path is immortality. And dear Lord, today, as we go out to our business, to our work, to study, into the world of people, we know that we will be inconvenienced at some point or misunderstood, even if we're uh, attacked verbally or otherwise. Help us to respond like Jesus Christ, who, when wronged, did not try to get even. When he suffered, he simply entrusted himself to you. And we are ashamed to compare our reaction when we're inconvenienced to Jesus' reaction in the Passion Week. But it's there. When I feel annoyance, Lord, please help me not to show it. But even better, help me not to be annoyed because of the way I look at other people. Touch my heart deeply. Transform us with this this daily challenge. I know it's so important for me and, and perhaps for some others too. Thank you for Jesus Christ and the life he gives. Through his death, we thank you. Amen. We hope you enjoyed Douglas's. T- For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas's teaching ministry. 